The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com that's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C dot com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website, which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. In today's sermon, Elder John Morgan Owens takes us back to the book of Joshua, and he tells us the story of the Israelites' initial victory at Jericho in their conquest of Canaan. However, if you recall, during that conquest, a man named Achan partook of the accursed thing. That is, he took some of the spoils of Jericho that God had forbidden them to take. And the next time they tried to take a city, the city of Ai, they were soundly defeated. Brother John Morgan preaches to us today and tomorrow about the accursed thing and how that sin in our life, which is accursed to God, can cause problems not just for us, but for those around us. Brother John Morgan's sermon reminds us very well that we need to be pure in our walk with God so that we can be effective in the ministry of the saints. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Who is this that comes from Jesus is your Savior. 
ask that you turn with me over to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 6. I'm just going to, we're going to join the Israelites here in the book of Joshua. We're going to read a little bit about uh, their entry into Canaan's land, the promised land. Some of their uh, battles, just a few at the beginning here. The, the, we're talking about Jericho, and then we're talking about the battle of Ai after that. And then I, I want us to see how we can learn some things about our spiritual warfare and daily life from, from, that, um, from those battles. So in Joshua chapter 6, what happens here is that they have crossed over They've crossed the Jordan. They've got into the promised land that God has promised them. And they come up on Jericho. Now, Jericho was this great walled city, uh, probably one of the first walled cities um, ever. Uh, There's a big uh, salt lake out there. And so Jericho is this great city, and they come up on it. And what does the Lord say for them to do? Does he say, get the battering ram out? and knock the walls down. No, he says, I'm, I'm going to provide in such a special way. It's going to be no doubt in anybody's mind who blessed, who gave you the victory. And so I want you to, to walk around the wall. I want you to be obedient to me. And, and so the Lord is going to give them the victory over this great walled city. Here's what he says, though, okay? Now, they had several things that they needed to do to be obedient to God. But notice this, verse 18. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing. Lest ye make yourselves accursed when ye take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accurse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So they've got this great city here, this very wealthy city, okay? Can you imagine, we take it for granted now, but we've got refrigerators, we've got all these things. Can you imagine how wealthy a city would be if they posted up right beside this great salt lake and they can extract salt deposits from there and they can sell it okay it's salt you could preserve stuff with it you can flavor stuff with it i mean it was one of the most valuable things you could you could find a commodity and so this city here is probably one of the the wealthiest most prosperous places and so when they take this city you know it's not just going to be uh, a bunch of you know uh, wood things and rock things. You know there's going to be some precious treasures in there, okay? But what does God say? He says, I want you to be obedient to me, and when you take this city, Jericho, all of the gold, all the silver, all the precious things, they are reserved for me. And don't take them to yourself. It says, don't take from the accursed thing. Now that sounds, that's pretty drastic, Right? to call anything worldly an accursed thing. And it says, don't take of it, or else you'll be accursed. Now that is a little convicting to me, okay? I want us to talk this morning 
about the accursed thing, okay? We live in this world, we walk in this world, and we have so many different things, so many different temptations, so many different things that, that trouble us and that we could partake in and be disobedient to God. And so what happens is they, they take Jericho, the walls fall down, they are obedient, the Lord gives them victory, but what happens? Chapter 7 of Joshua. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. Notice this. It was one man that took of the accursed thing. One man, he's running through the town. I don't know how, how it happened, but he sees these beautiful things. And he says, man, it's just right there. What a waste. What a waste to just throw this away. And so he secretly takes of the accursed thing. But notice God says this, but the children of Israel committed a trespass. You see, we're, we're only as strong as our weakest member, okay? Now, we, we often think about that in, in terms of a body of believers. And that, that's certainly true, but listen, you know, we live in a time of grace now. This was, this was under the law. Things were a little harsh, okay? We live in grace, so I don't want us to be thinking about who's our weak member here, okay? I want you to be thinking about yourself, okay? You, you yourself are made up of members, okay? And, and we'll talk about what Jesus teaches on that here in a minute, you know, about if your hand offends you, to cut it off, it's better, it's better to enter into life maimed than, than to go into to, uh, death with both hands, but he's, there he's talking about members, as in of your own body. Now, I'm not just talking about your, your physical, uh, you know, fingers and toes and elbows and all those sorts of things. I'm talking about in your heart. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Do you have areas of your life where you're being disobedient to God? Because disobedience has consequences. It may not, it may not always work out to be as dire as, the, as the, the, the consequences here in this telling, this, this story. But disobedience has consequences in your life, okay? And so I want you to think about it. Are you being disobedient to God in any area of your life? I'll go ahead and answer that question for you. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are, okay? You're being disobedient to God. We are not perfect. Now, sometimes this may get you better. I was thinking about this, and, and Sister Meredith and I were talking about this yesterday. You know, it hurts to think about, am I being disobedient to God? Well, how about this? Are you failing to be obedient to God? How about that? Now, that gets me for sure. I'm being disobedient to God, but I'm also failing to be obedient, to follow Him, and to do exactly what He wants me to do. Well, here, this man... It's probably pronounced like a con or something like that, but, you know, I'm from Alabama. I'm just going to say Aiken, okay? His name is Aiken, and he takes of the accursed thing. He sees it. He takes it. He takes it into his tent. He, he, he digs up the ground, hides it there. Nobody knows that it's there. Just, just Aiken and the Lord. All right, so 
they're, they're really encouraged by their victory over this mighty place. I, I would say that of all of Canaan's land, of all the promised land, Jericho probably had the best chance of standing up against them if you're looking at just numbers, okay? I mean, so the, they've already done the greatest victory. And so they're thinking, man, we, we, we got this. <laughs> Let's go. And so what they do is they take off to Ai. And, and they, they return to Joshua. This is verse 3 of chapter 7. And said unto him, let, all, let not all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up to, and smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor there, thither, for they are but few. It said, we have just taken Jericho. Now Ai is much smaller. It's the next little uh, establishment. Let's just send up two or 3,000 and let's go get them right now. You know, I love their zeal. I really appreciate their zeal, okay? And we can't, we can't fault them for this because they just saw the Lord deliver them in a mighty victory over the great city Jericho. And now they're saying Ai is smaller. We, we can do this. Now, I wish that they had that kind of zeal several generations ago in the wilderness when they sent the spies out across Jordan over into Canaan's land. And then all but Joshua and Caleb come back and say, we're just like grasshoppers in the sight of these giants. But yet Joshua and Caleb said, let's go. The Lord has delivered us this whole time in this, uh, out of Egypt. He will deliver us into this promised land. We can go right now. So this is the same kind of attitude that they've got here. They're saying, we can do this. And so they go up there and they, they're running, they're, they're bold, and they're running into that next one. And what happens? The Lord does not bless. The Lord blessed in Jericho. The Lord did not bless against Ai. And, and why was that? It was because the disobedience, even the disobedience of one person. None of these soldiers here were directly responsible for uh, taking of the accursed thing, taking of some gold and some silver. But yet, they also bore the consequences because we are in this together, okay? You know, if I've got one area of my life, one, uh, say it's a hobby, say it's a pastime, say it's just a way that I use my time, if one of my members is, is being disobedient to God, then guess what happens? The whole rest of me is, is plunged into disobedience and there are consequences for that. You know, one of the things that, that I deal with in, in um, prosecuting, uh, obviously we have a lot of, of drug, substance abuse issues, drug cases, things like that. And we also have a lot of, a lot of those that impact families where, where a mother or a father or somebody is, is uh, uh, addicted on, to substances and we'll, and we'll be talking with them over the course of several different cases that they have. And we're trying to, you know, part of it is, is, is rehabilitation and, and uh, sort of counseling, if you will, um, and trying to, to help people out. But what happens almost all the time is that nobody realizes that their substance abuse is going to affect anybody but themselves. Okay? 
I mean, that would be, that would be fine, right? If, if the, the actions, the choices that I make only affect me. Maybe you don't really care about yourself anymore. Maybe the choices that you're making that are destroying your body, if it's just you on the line, maybe you don't care. But it, that's never the case. It always affects all of the people around you. So when, when Achan here, when he committed that sin, maybe he was just thinking, this will be for my benefit, nobody will know. So him taking that gold and silver, what happens these men go up to Ai, their own uh, Israelites, his own brethren, go up to, to face Ai, the Lord does not bless. And they run like little dogs away from that city as they are chased by those people that are not God's people. And the men of Ai, verse 5, smote of them about 36 men. Now they got away out of the battle pretty good. To have, been, to have been soundly defeated in, in the open battle and then have to run away and they only lost 36 men. That's really a blessing, honestly. But they lost 36 men because of the disobedience of one person in private. Okay? Now you say, man, surely my disobedience to God today in private away from my brothers and sisters in Christ is not going to have that kind of effect. Now, maybe it won't. But remember this, our warfare is not physical anymore, okay? Our warfare is spiritual. So think about that. Think about if we're fighting a spiritual warfare, it's the same thing, okay? You, you commit some sin in private, you take of the accursed thing, and what's going to happen? There are consequences for disobedience. But also this, there are consequences for obedience, okay? I don't want us to just focus on the negative because God blesses when people uh, obey Him. So here's what happens. The men come back. They lose 36 men in the battle of Ai. The first battle of Ai. And Joshua gets the news and he rends his clothes and he falls on the, on the earth before uh, the ark of the Lord. And he stays there all the way to eventide. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Even Joshua the, the great, the mighty, the confident, uh, the faithful Joshua has his moments where he wonders what God is doing, okay? But then God explains to him, Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel hath sinned, and they also have transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing. You see, God is lumping them all together in this sin because they are a people, okay? I didn't commit the sin that Adam committed in the garden, but yet I sinned with him, okay? But look, I've also committed all of my own sins too. And so what the Lord then does is he says in verse 13, he says, up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. 
Now, some people, uh, some denominations view this term sanctify or sanctification as a process that all children of God begin and the Lord is making them more and more and more perfect. And this is sometimes where uh, some people in the, uh, we believe in the, the perseverance of the saints or are probably better described in today's terms as the preservation of the saints, that God takes his people, he saves them, and they will not fall away from him. Some people would say that God takes his people and he makes them more and more perfect and they will persevere in good works. And so if you see somebody who is, who is uh, no longer persevering in good works, you're seeing somebody who just wasn't one of his children to begin with. And they call that that sanctification process. That is, that is not a teaching in the Word of God. What this is, the Lord says, sanctify the people and sanctify yourselves. All that means is set yourself apart. You are sanctified when Jesus calls you from death to life. You're set apart. He takes you out of death. He picks you up and he sets you over in life. You have been set apart and sanctified. It was an act that occurred. But now, now that you have that vitality, that life, and that relationship with Jesus Christ, now what you need to do is you need to set yourself apart from the world every single day. Okay? He says, sanctify the people. Take the people. Set them apart from the filth of this world. You need to be different. You don't have to be weird. You don't have to be different just to be different. But you have got, I have got, to rise up every day. And I've got to put away the sin that, I, that so easily besets me. I've got to step away from those things. And I've got to sanctify myself. To step into the holiness that I need to be living in. And that's, a, that is, that's what daily discipleship is, okay? That's, that's the hard part of being a Christian, is actually following Christ. And so what he says is you've got an accursed thing in your midst. You've got something there that is, that is blatantly disobedient to me. When Achan took of that gold thing or whatever it was, some jewels or something, it was in direct disobedience to God. So here's what God says to do. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. So that's exactly what they do. They get all of the tribes out there. The Lord reveals which tribe it's in. Then they get all the families within the tribes. And then the Lord reveals which family. And then so and so down to the very man. And the Lord reveals that Achan has taken of the accursed thing. And then you notice what the Lord commanded them to do. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. 
And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned, this is verse 20, against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment, isn't that something? Babylon is, is a type of the world. <laughs> he says, I saw this worldly garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Just some little things. Then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran into the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and to all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. And notice this, and Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. They even took his tent. And they brought them into the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised up over him a great heap of stones unto this day, so the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of the place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Now, Achan, bless his heart, his name means trouble. The name literally in Hebrew means trouble. And so he says, Joshua says, Achan, why have you troubled us so? The Lord's about to trouble you. And then the Valley of Accor, they named it, it's a derivative of his name, which means the Valley of Trouble, okay? They named this, so you see this in, in Israelites' uh, history going forward, they'll make mention of the Valley of Accor. It is, a, it is a reference to the Valley of Trouble. We all go through the Valley of Accor from time to time, okay? The Valley of Trouble. But they took him, just those few things that he took, he sinned against God, and God did not bless in their next battle, and they lost 36 men. And then what was God's requirement to them to root out the evil? You know, you would think that, you know, the way that, that uh, the modern world has conditioned our minds, you would think that we would just take the gold and take the silver, and we would just give it to the temple, and then we're all good. But God requires to root out evil, okay? So they took him, they took everything that he had, his family, they, they stoned everybody, burnt everything, it's over, it's gone. And they raised up a heap of stones and they said, this is going to forever be called the Valley of Trouble because of him. You see, the point that, that the Lord is making here, and the point I'm trying to make too, is that when you have this member within you, okay, you've got uh, an addiction, you've got... Uh, a hobby or whatever it is, something that is disobedient to God. You know what it is. You can't just play around with it and say, well, I'm going to wean myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You have got to go to it. You've got to take it. You've got to stone it. You've got to burn it. You've got to bury it. Whatever it takes, you've got to absolutely obliterate it. Okay? Because that's what the Lord requires. And that's what they did. They were obedient and following God. So, there are consequences for disobedience, 
But now let's talk about the consequences of obedience, okay? Because they did exactly what God asked them to do. And you know, you know that it was tough on those Israelites to take all those people and to, and to stone them and to burn them. You know that it hurt them emotionally, but yet they followed God. And what did God say? He said, Joshua, I want y'all to go to Ai again, except this time I'm going to be with you. And you'll see how different it is, okay? And he says, and also this time, unlike in Jericho, I'm going to let y'all take of the spoils of the place. You see, God is not just trying to withhold good things from you, okay? God is there to bless you, but God knows us, okay? God knows how we get hung up on things. And so his command of them in Jericho was not just to keep them from collecting uh, beautiful trinkets. It was for them to stay obedient and centered in, on God because that's what we need. But this time he says, when Ai, because you've been obedient to me, I'm going to allow you to partake of the things there. Now that doesn't mean that God allows you to, to do sinful things, okay? It just means that God doesn't expect you to be miserable. For those of you people who believe that in you choosing to be a disciple of Christ and to live a godly life, and notice I said choosing to be a disciple. You don't choose to be a child of God, but every day I wake up as a child of God, I get to choose whether I'm going to be a disciple of Him today or whether I'm going to live like the world today. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.